Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, ESG is a focus for many companies around the world today as investors seek measurable indications of how a business is actively addressing environmental, social and governance issues within their organisations. In recognising the importance of ESG, a syndicate of angel investors is actively seeking to invest in Irish startup businesses that are tackling these very issues. Faye Walsh-Drullard, who is the co-chair of the Impact Syndicate, joins us now to discuss this in more detail. Faye, before we delve into the syndicate and its objectives, tell us about your own background. Good morning and thanks for having me. So, um, as you might hear from my accent, I'm originally from the US uh, and I am a, a recovering social entrepreneur. Uh, which I think really built the foundation of why I got involved in impact investing in the first place. I worked on an incredible education social enterprise in California that was actually scaled and made into a feature film called Freedom Riders starring Hilary Swank that came out in 2007. And we were working on how to reach disadvantaged youth through a, a really fantastic model um, of teacher training and curriculum. And out of that experience, I became quite passionate and also frustrated with the lack of what I would call impact-minded capital for, you know, innovations and entrepreneurs solving social and environmental problems, which are often just seen as charity or do-gooder ideas, but actually we were generating revenues uh, and, and we, had a, we had a legitimate business, but yet we were always seen as, oh, you're doing good, you're not actually here to make money, so, you know, here's a grant, um, but as opposed to, you know, we were really looking for was long-term supportive financing that could help us scale. Um, so that, that's probably the foundational background for me. And then I went on to move to Europe uh, in about 12 years ago and have done a range of different things, including um, advisory roles for entrepreneurs, for foundations, for philanthropies, um, and for other um, organizations who support social and environmental entrepreneurs who want to scale, um, notably in the Netherlands and then also moving here to, um, to Ireland. But became involved as an angel investor about five years ago when a colleague in Luxembourg said to me, listen, you know, you could, you could do more than, than just what you're doing, supporting an advisory and consultancy. You could also uh, do some investment. And my husband and I have a certain amount of capital allocated to that asset class. So um, decided to, to do it. And there was also a real need for more women and more diversity, in particularly in Europe and also here in Ireland. Faye, you touched upon a couple of very interesting points there in that last answer. I'd like to delve a little bit deeper into one or two of those if I could. The first one is in relation to how do we get more female entrepreneurs in Ireland with ambition to go out there and grow companies at a global scale? And then secondly, how do we attract more female investors into the areas of HBAN and venture capital? Excellent questions. Super important topics near and dear to my heart. Well, I mean, the, one of the things I often say is if you cannot see it, you cannot be it. No one told me when I was a young girl that I could go be an investor or an angel investor. Forget about it. That just wasn't something that you heard about or saw about. And even as I, as I got older, all I thought was, well, if I'm going to do that, I probably need to be about a 55-year-old white male born in Silicon Valley, who sold a tech company, because that's really what we hear and see about. And that's what we imagine. Um, and, 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 and that's not the reality. I think, you know, angel investors are, and I'm going to speak about investors first, and then I can speak about entrepreneurs, but investors really are those who come in at the early stage and are believers in, in, in the business idea and want to come in and support with capital networks, expertise, 
et cetera, and willing to take big risks at a pivotal time. Um, but when it comes to, to bringing more investors in, I think we also need to see more female entrepreneurs out there getting spotlighted for all the incredible work that they do. And I think there are a number of challenges there. And one of them is, you know, entrepreneurship often requires a huge amount of dedication and, um, and risk-taking and also flexibility. And oftentimes, I think, women have been put into challenging situations where we don't always have the flexibility because we're being pulled in many different directions, whether it be family or unflexible jobs, et cetera. And I also think a huge number of the investors are often don't look like them. They're mostly men and people like to give to people who look and feel like them. They like to invest in, um, in entrepreneurs where they see themselves on the other side of the table. And, and the reality is most investors are men. Right now across the board here in Ireland in the HPAN group, it's growing, but it's about 9% of investors are women. Uh, thankfully, that's up <laughs> from 6% just a few years ago, and we're hoping to increase that to 20 to 30% in the next few years. But that's super challenging when you want to go out and raise funds. Uh, and I also think, you know, uh, women have – often been a bit shyer to ask for money and to put out their ideas. Um, and I think it's super important to feel comfortable with someone on the other side of the table with you who you can relate to. So I think there are a few different challenges there. But as I often say, you know, genius is spread universally. Opportunity is not. Uh, and I think we need to go out there and see, visibly see more female entrepreneurs and more female investors to give inspiration and confidence to those women who might be sitting on the sidelines and worrying and wondering if they can get there. Let's talk next about Wake Up Capital and the type of businesses which it supports. Absolutely. So Wake Up Capital is really the culmination of, of, of sort of my career and, and really trying to identify where the, the gaps are in um, impact-minded capital to early stage, both here in Ireland but also across Europe. So Wake Up Capital invests in early-stage B2B technologies that are helping you know, legacy industries to become more sustainable and inclusive. And that would include, um, you know, within food, agriculture, supply chains, and within, you know, creating more renewable energy solutions, circular economy. We also look within inclusive services. So, for example, within health, we look at health equity. So how can we reach populations um, often overlooked uh, by current um, health offerings within wellness um, and, for example, digital solutions that might reach a population of people who just often can't reach or access healthcare. Um, and then we also look at education and fin technologies that are going to maybe reach people, for example, with disabilities who are often left out of the modern uh, economy. But all these solutions that we look for would definitely be um, sort of technologies, both hard and soft, who have an opportunity to scale across Europe and into, um, you know, markets beyond. Initially, we look for companies that want to reach sort of the developed markets, but if they have a solution that would reach, for example, emerging and developing economies, that would be excellent as well. And of course, we've seen lots of new companies start up and we'll continue to see it in the environmental sphere. But from your experience and insight, Faye, is there much evidence of greenwashing going on out there? Well, I mean, I think right now the big challenge that we have with when, with regard to, you know, who is really green or not is we don't necessarily have a way to measure it. And and when you don't have a system of, of measurement or regulation in place, it's going to be very fuzzy, right? This is not an engineering problem where it's a zero or one answer. Um, and I think what, what's happened is because of the big money and opportunity in being green and sustainable, there are going to be tons of companies and startups and people out there saying, well, this, this solution is going to be the, the thing that helps you know, remove X amount of carbon from, from the atmosphere. But right now, we don't actually have a perfect way to prove that. So 
you know, it's a little bit of the, what we would call in the States the Wild West um, because we just it's not perfect yet. But I think what's going to happen over time is that companies and investors, financial institutions who are making a big commitment to say that they are green and sustainable are going to have to really prove that that's the case. And from a broader perspective, what type of ideas have you seen that have impressed you most? And are there any particular European countries that are at the forefront of generating these ideas? Oh, my goodness. I could go on for hours and hours, but I'll try try to be brief. So I think where we're seeing some really exciting changes, one area in particular of interest for Ireland would be in the space of agriculture. Agriculture really hasn't innovated in in about a century, if not even more than that. And it's a space that's really, no pun intended, ripe ripe for innovation. It's really time because it does contribute enormous amount of um, obviously carbon emissions, uh, and, and other challenges within, you know, soil, uh, et cetera, that impact our everyday living. You know, it's what we eat. It's the soil that we live on. It also impacts um, um, the air and oceans, et cetera. So I think that's an area where I get very enthusiastic about. And I think Wake Up Capital, of course, made its first investment in, in a great innovation um, that's been commercialized by a company called Magro, which is essentially taking uh, the power of magnetics and optimizing how crops are sprayed, knowing that we can't completely get rid of pesticides straight away. This technology actually reduces the um, amount of pesticide in water up to six, 50, 60 percent in, in crop spraying. And that's just remarkable. That's going to have a huge impact on the way that we grow our food. Uh, that's a really exciting space. I think agriculture you know, in food supply chains, um, we're seeing some really interesting um, developments in cell-based um, alternatives to meat. Um, and we're also seeing, I'd say, and, and countries, I'm going to mention some countries as well. I think Ireland's definitely catching up, but we're probably not the front runners yet. Uh, but I would say in the Netherlands, we're seeing some very exciting companies um, uh, come out with, you know, great commitments there around, for example, mycelium using you know, mushrooms uh, to create different alternative leathers, for example. Um, we're also seeing companies come out of Germany um, who are really making changes, maybe, for example, within um, mobility space or electric vehicle um, infrastructure and, and also for um, movement for people who have disabilities. Uh, so I'd say yeah, Germany and also France. I mean, France is really doing some great things. Apparently, the highest valued startup in France right now, which really is for refurbishing gadgets, it's a refurbished gadget marketplace called Back Market. It's ra- the, the recent raise was $510 million and it has a $5.7 billion valuation. It's France's most valuable startup. Um, and the UK has also done some great work. So I think those are some of the countries where we're, we're keeping an eye on, on solutions. But again, we'd love to see Ireland get right up in there in the front runners. And Faye, I do want to speak to you about next generation EU. Of course, that's an 800 billion euro stimulus package where each country has to develop their own recovery and resilience facility, meaning that there's massive opportunities coming down the track for SMEs that are involved in either the digital or even the green sectors. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think this is an opportunity of a lifetime, especially for early stage entrepreneurs who have a solution to solve some of these social environmental problems. And it's, again, why um, we, uh, we, we launched Wake Up Capital to take advantage of that opportunity, but also, as I speak later about the H-Band Impact Syndicate. So the EU Green Deal is phenomenal. It's going to basically plow 10 billion euros into sustainable investing over the next decade. And, and if you dial down into some of the really exciting programs there, such as Farm to Fork and obviously the Horizon 2020, which is already operational, the European Innovation Council is as, as also very active. I think that's going. that money has to have a home. 
and it needs to go into to really exciting, yes, digital innovation, but also sustainable and green innovation across a range of sectors so that our societies and our economy and our, our, our practices can become more sustainable um, when it comes to energy, as I already mentioned, food and agriculture, um, but also healthcare, education, finance, the way that we heat our homes. I mean, there's a range of areas that you could think about um, using this money. And I think it's just a great opportunity um, because then within Ireland, we can also see that coming through Science Foundation and the Climate Action Plan. Enterprise Ireland's um, going to have a, a bunch of supports um, around climate resiliency. And then, of course, there's the 500 million euro Disruptive Technologies Innovation Fund, plus impact accelerators, incubators with corporates, universities, pushing money into research, um, that can only help set up, set the stage for impact entrepreneurs in Ireland to scale their innovations and ideas and, of course, hopefully um, go beyond borders and scale internationally. And Faye, I think it's true to say that it has never been more important for Irish businesses to be well-tuned when it comes to procurement and that of government procurement and the ability to tender professionally. Absolutely. I think right now Ireland is an export-based economy, as you all well know. I am an immigrant here. I've certainly learned that, you know, in my time here. And one incredible opportunity that we don't always see, for example, in the U.S., is these opportunities to procure research, development, commercialization, capital. Yes, it comes through the government, but that's a great way to de-risk your business. And, of course, companies need to be top-notch on getting that money. And I think whatever we export out of here has to be top, top notch. Um, and now's the time to, to get in there and, and, and do, do your best work. The way the government put tons of money in to make this a great place for bio and med tech, and then, of course, for software, enterprise software, huge amounts of money um, went into that and, and supports. And you're seeing some of the great examples. You know, of course, we could mention Stripe and some other med tech, biotech companies. Um, but I think now the next phase of Irish entrepreneurial development is in sustainability and inclusive businesses, solving problems that matter. And Faye, I also want to speak to you about the new H-Band syndicate that you're co-chairing called the Impact Syndicate. So what is the Impact Syndicate all about? Absolutely. So the Halo Business Angel Network, for the listeners who aren't familiar, is is, is an all-island um, network of angels also across the world, actually, because we have chapters in Singapore and London and the U.S., and it's essentially angels can uh, participate in uh, different syndicates, and the Impact Syndicate is specifically a group of um, investors, angel investors, who are interested in looking at early-stage companies that are focused on social and, and environmental challenges. Um, and it's the first of its kind. It's also the first to, ever to be led by a female, which I'm really proud of. And essentially, we hear from companies throughout the year in four most likely four sessions, companies are vetted and they present to the syndicate. And then oftentimes, um, depending on the uptake of the investors, um, we will either syndicate our funds together or we'll come in as individuals. And um, HBAN will help facilitate investment into those early stage companies. And it's super helpful to have that kind of funding on your cap table. It can attract other funders, but also can attract bring in some investors from a range of backgrounds who can really support those early stage businesses again at a pivotal time. So the the first event we're having is in March and we're really looking forward to also bringing in a more diverse group of investors because we feel like these areas of of impact are going to maybe attract more diverse investors um, who really want to see their money do more than just make a profit, but also to contribute to creating a better future. 
And of course, as you say, you're focused on businesses that are making an impact in the green area or indeed socially motivated. So from that perspective, you have a 10 million euro pot to start with to invest in these businesses. What would you be looking for from these entrepreneurs specifically? Yeah, so I mean, the the entrepreneurs will certainly have to be vetted, and as I often say, just because you're you know you're a do-gooder, you have a good idea with your company that's going to solve a social environmental problem, you still have to jump through the hurdles of being an excellent business, an excellent business model. So you know, ideally, you'd be revenue generating, and if you're pre-revenue, you know, perhaps you have some significant commercial pilots that have you know proof of concept, and and we're looking for intentionality on the part of the founder to really solve uh, those problems that they're talking about, not just for commercial return, but also for some kind of an impact return over time, and that you have some mechanism or ability to measure that over time. Um, so that, And that's not always easy to do. Um, and I think you know, if anyone here is familiar or listening with, for example, being a B Corp, we don't expect you to be a B Corp, but become familiar with what a B Corp is. It essentially lays out across your entire operating principles as a company, how you behave, how you operate within your supply chains, um, that you're really wanting to make sure that you are um, practicing what you preach when it comes to solving these problems, not just in the product or service you're offering, but also in the way um, that, you, that you operate as a company, how you hire, how you treat employees, how you treat the community in which you're based. Um, I think that's going to be really important. And then, look, we're really looking for commercial excellence, opportunity to scale beyond borders, and if it's, you know, can, can be, of course, go out of Ireland, which is often the case with the companies that we back, uh, we'll really want to see um, vision from the entrepreneurs and the founders that they, that they can do that. So, Faye, finally, if someone is listening to this morning's show and thinking, I think I tick all of those boxes that Faye has mentioned, where do they need to go to get more information about the Impact Syndicate? Well, absolutely. So um, there was a conference on the 2nd of February, and there's information on the HBAN website. And you can reach out directly to um, Julian Seymour, who helps run the syndicate alongside myself and Mark Peters, uh, and just get in contact, get in touch. And the best thing to do is if you have a deck, presentation, materials to share with us, and we can do an initial vetting to see if you would qualify for one of our future meetings. And if you have any questions, you know, feel free to reach out to me as well. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can email me because oftentimes people wonder, well, what is an impact business? What does that actually mean? And absolutely fair question. Um, I think that's part of the reason we wanted to do this syndicate is to help open people's minds and educate people because a lot of people are already running these businesses. They're just maybe not presenting them or positioning them in such a way that they could be called an impact business. So we want to help you along. uh, And uh, we're not here to say you're good, you're bad. We're here to help. um, And we're here to find some, some winners who can solve some of the biggest problems of our lifetime, including climate change and mass social inequality. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Faye Walsh-Trullard, the co-chair of the Impact Syndicate, and it's fantastic to see investment being streamlined for these cause-related startups. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.